everybody and welcome. You are listening to the Power Hour here at CJLO 1690 AM in Montreal. My name is William Power. I'm with Dominic Demeester. Thank you to all of our listeners who have tuned into our show. We got a special one this week. Dominic, my man, how's it going? I'm doing amazing, William. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, Dominic. Thank you for asking. I know I sound like a broken record, Dominic, and folks and everybody listening, but I tell you, when we have a special show lined up for you guys, I mean, we have a special show lined up for you guys because the NFL this year has been incredible, and this week was absolutely bananas. Games going down to the wire, upsets, overtime games, crazy finishes, crazy one-handed catches. For me, Dominic, I think this could have been the best weekend in football this year. Could have been. Definitely had some fun time during Thanksgiving. Three amazing games to kick off Thanksgiving weekend and culminating in a funny game in Indianapolis versus the Colts and Steelers. So overall, a fantastic week of football. For sure, Dominic. Why don't you kick us off and uh, pick a game to, uh, to recap? Well, let's start off right off the bat Thursday. Buffalo against Detroit. Great game to get us going Thanksgiving weekend. Buffalo takes it 28-25. Josh Allen comes in big, 253 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, listen, can we really take out the runner out of Josh Allen? And that answer is no. And they seem to be obviously more successful letting him loose and just letting him do whatever he wants to do. I think that this guy is a very special quarterback. I personally don't understand how come he can't seem to be able to follow a game plan. But hey, that's Josh Allen. I think moving forward, let's just accept it for what it is. The guy needs to run like a madman. And it's like he gets that juice going. And then once he gets the juice going, he's able to deliver the goods. I think if we... Always put him in the pocket and force him to be a pocket quarterback for whatever reason or not. He sees ghosts out there. He throws picks left and right. we got to let Josh Allen loose. Seems to be the way to score and to be effective in Buffalo. Let's see how long this guy could last because to me, it's only a matter of time before he gets hurt. But I think I'm going to ask you, William, what would you do if you were the coach of the Buffalo Bills? Would you just let him loose and hope he just doesn't get injured? What do you think? That's a great question, Dom. It's something that you alluded to uh, a lot over the last few weeks. Honestly, yes. I think you asked the question. You said, can you take the runner out of Josh Allen? And I don't think you can. You know, it's kind of, it's part of him. It's his DNA. It's what makes him such a good quarterback. The fact that he can throw the football and sling it and also run and is just that much harder to defend. I just think it's in his DNA, Dominic. And, you know, unfortunately, there's a higher chances of getting hurt. Yes, but that's what you get when it comes to Josh Allen. you got to take the good. There's going to be the bad. But uh, he's more of that backyard style uh, football quarterback, Dominic. And I just think that's the way he was born. Yeah, I think you're right, William. The thing is, you see, with other quarterbacks like Lamar Jackson, there's obviously a lot more plays that are designed. So obviously they're designed in a way for him to be effective and and minimize these these injuries that could happen with the amount of hits that a quarterback can take in a game. I I know Josh Allen's a big guy. He can handle his own. But when he does a lot of these improvisations, just rushes, he's bound to get cranked and he's not going to get up at one point. I'm afraid. I'm seeing it now. It's a long season. The way that it's going to go, I don't know if Buffalo could really have a, a safe and healthy Josh Allen all the way through. So I think that might be what brings the Buffalo seasons down is going to be a key injury to Josh Allen at the wrong time. Yeah, that would uh, be disastrous for them for sure. It's hard to imagine this team being nearly as successful without Josh Allen. Uh, taking snaps under center. Talk about the game a little bit. Credit the Detroit Lions, Dominic. They were looking for their fourth straight win, I believe. That would have been nice for them to win on Thanksgiving. But the Bills said, nah, we got to uh, keep pace with the Dolphins in the AFC East. Credit them because they got the ball back. Did the Bills uh, tie 25-25. They could have played for overtime. They didn't. Uh, beautiful dart from uh, Josh Allen to uh, Stephon Diggs getting the first down there and then setting them up in field goal range. Not uh, necessarily the prettiest win for the Bills, just because I feel you know you want to kind of a bit more of a convincing win um, when you're playing uh, when you're playing a team at the Lions. But look, the Lions were coming in hot, so let's not uh, you know let's give the, not give them uh, too too much uh, heck to the Bills. It's hard to win in the NFL. They did it good stuff out of Buffalo. Let's stay with the Thursday night games, Dominic. Yes, Dallas 
Giants, pretty good game. I think the Cowboys basically uh, controlled that one in the second half and uh, and had a really good game. Big win by the Dallas Cowboys. They win that 28-20. But I want to talk about the Minnesota Vikings victory over the New, uh, New England Patriots. That was a really fun game. I think it was a, a really great way to uh, to kind of cap off the night and uh, the uh, the Thanksgiving um State of games. Justin Jefferson, Dominic doing his thing. Nine catches, 139 yards and a touchdown. Was happy to see Adam Thielen get in on the action, getting a touchdown in this game. For me, this was a game Minnesota needed, especially because uh, of how they played the week before against the Dallas Cowboys and laid a complete egg. Uh, you know, Mac Jones, this one didn't look all that bad. 28 of 39, 382 passing yards. Uh, I was impressed with him for most of the game, but it was uh, Minnesota coming on top and uh, coming away with the victory. And, you know, like, that's kind of what I talk about, Dom. Not to not to repeat what I said, but it was how can you bounce back from a tough loss for Minnesota? And they showed they were able to at home, uh, beating a team they should win, but still nonetheless never easy to beat a, a team coached by Bill Belichick. So big win on uh, Thursday night football by the uh, by the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, big win indeed. They move up to nine and two. Kirk Cousins thirty for thirty seven, two hundred and ninety nine yards. I think that that was the key. And for the New England Patriots, I mean, listen. Six and five, who are the New England Patriots? Very hard to put my finger on whether or not this team is going up or down. Who's the guy in New England? I'm looking at Ramondre Stevenson, fantastic football player. But is this guy going to be enough to get you over the top? I don't see it. I really don't. I don't like the offense up in New England. I think Belichick always has to coach a clinic game in and game out. But hey, he might like it that way. But at the end of the day in this NFL, you got to score a lot of points. And I think they're going to score a lot less than they do. So keep an eye on that. Patriots fans, I don't know if you're going to make the playoffs. But if you do, it's going to have to be through a Belichick coaching clinic. Yeah, I couldn't agree more there. And I think you're right. Who is the guy in New England? Is it Devontae Parker? Is it the running backs? Is it Mac Jones? I think maybe you said it well. It's, it's, I guess it's Bill Belichick. I was talking to a Patriots fan the other day, and he's a diehard. And he's like, look, I love my Patriots, but man, are they a boring team to watch. And I was like, you know what? Like, I don't know. I, I don't I don't kind of uh, to blame you for saying that. Still good for them putting up 26 points in this one. Um but obviously wasn't enough to match Minnesota. So we'll see what happens now. They're 6-5, and five, last in the division. Pretty crazy. That's how well the division's doing this year. Uh, they still have a ton to play for, and uh, their playoff hopes are definitely uh, still uh, within reach. Let's uh, continue on with some other recaps, Dominic. Yeah, let's go find out what's going on in Carolina. Carolina <laughs> takes care of business. 23-10 to 10 against the Denver Broncos. Boy, What's up with Wilson? Oh my God. Russell Wilson, I knew you were going to be under pressure all year to deliver with the big contracts, but now there's talk on whether or not Russell Wilson is even staying in Denver. That's crazy to me. I don't understand how that would be possible, but it wouldn't be surprising. This has been so far the worst offseason signing Moving on to the Carolina Panthers playing some good football, defensively specifically, coming in with 23 points. Foreman, 24 carries, 113 yards. This guy's actually kind of a sleeper running back. You just never know what you're going to expect with Dante Foreman. But I'm just happy for Carolina. They bring in another quarterback, now Sam Darnold back under center. Carolina, unfortunately for you guys, uh, you know, you had it rough to start off the season. But, you know, you're coming into your own. Hopefully you can put a nice winning streak to finish the season. Yeah, Adam, uh, what good take there. I think for Carolina, this is more about Sam Darnold and the way he played in this game. Looked pretty good. Was able to connect with DJ Moore. I don't think ultimately it's going to have a huge impact on the season. I just cannot see this Carolina Panthers team making the playoffs. Although you never know. Look, the NFC South has been bad, to say the least, this year. And yeah, for Denver, Dominic. I, I wish I had answers, Dominic. I, I've been watching football for many years, and I see this team play, and Russell Wilson just does not look comfortable. I, I don't know what it is. And, I, like, the obvious answer is it's Russell Wilson because he hasn't been playing well. And, yeah, it is, but why isn't he playing well? Like, look, you call it, Dominic. I have to give you credit because as soon as this trade happened, you said, you know, Denver – 
kind of pump the brakes here. This may not be as good of a team as everybody thinks they will be. And I think that was the understatement of the year. But I just don't know what it is. It's, it's, you know, he hasn't forgotten how to throw a football. He hasn't forgotten how to make reads. But it's almost as if he has. And uh, you see uh, some of his players really getting uh, getting uh, frustrated with Wilson and, you know, talking to him. And uh, there was a, a shot this week of, yeah, one of his guys going face-to-face with him. And it, it's hard to blame them look they're putting all this money into this guy this guy was supposed to be the savior of your franchise you were supposed to be a quarterback away from being a Super Bowl contender but obviously that is not the case in Denver tough tough uh, season there so far for the Broncos um sticking to the NFC South a team that had a chance to put a stranglehold uh on the NFC South with the Falcons losing was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers but it was not to be the Cleveland Browns win at home over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 23 to 17 in overtime for me, Dominic, this, that one of these plays in this game kind of leads me to my point throughout the week, David and Joku's catch. What an incredible catch in this game. Not only was it one handed, not only was it with his left hand, not only was it in the back of the end zone, it was on fourth down and it was a catch he had to make to tie the game up for his team. He doesn't make this catch. The game is over. Tampa Buccaneers win. An incredible catch for me. It's the play of the week uh, just because of how important it was and how incredible the one-handed catch was. It's incredible how easy some of these receivers make these catches look. Like I I've, I've say over the time I've been watching football, these catches seem to happen more and more often. And they seem to be happening like almost with ease. Like these receivers are making it look easy. I don't know if you saw, but Devontae Adams had a catch where a defender was completely holding down his left arm. He just casually stuck out his right hand, caught it, stuck it to his shoulder pad, brought it in for a, for a big gain. And like these receivers, Dominic, are making catches like this left and right look easy. And I think it just goes to show you how, you know, the gloves are important, yes, but don't give me that, oh, it's the gloves, it's the gloves. These receivers are absolutely incredible. And I think like, these are some of the best receivers we'll, we'll we, we've seen ever just because of the passing game and, and what's been happening in the NFL. And obviously it's more of a passing league. Uh, so the receivers have to be elite, but some of the catches, Dominic, these guys are making and making like easy, absolutely blow my mind. Oh yeah. It's fun to watch. I honestly can't remember that many one-handed catches. I think this is the season of the one-handed catch. Players are going out there and practicing it. Obviously the amount of notoriety that Odell got, with his one-hander, I think really probably got a lot of players to start practicing catching all these one-handers because they are beautiful, to say the least. Uh, let's talk about this football game. You know, Cleveland yeah. didn't really deserve this game by any stretch, but you know what? Tampa Bay did not deserve it either. I watched this football game, and let me tell you, Mike Evans and Tom Brady are not on the same page. They have never been on the same page, and it's just very bizarre. I think that... I think Mike Evans might be one of those kind of like, if I don't get the balls coming my way often, I'm going to sulk. And when mm-hmm. I do get my opportunities, Brady just makes it extremely hard for him. So he gets frustrated. If you look at the amount of receptions that Chris Godwin got in this game, for example, 12 for 13, he was like the guy. And I don't know. I think there's like a little bit of jealousy between Evans and Godwin. It's just my personal opinion of how I see it. But the big loss in this football game will be Tristan Wirth going down. I think Tampa Bay now is in deep trouble. That was their last remaining big offensive lineman that they had. And he was the pillar, the glue to hold it all together. So I think uh, Tampa Bay is in deep, deep trouble. And for the Cleveland Browns, getting Deshaun Watson now. First question to you, William, is can Cleveland win out? with Deshaun Watson. I know it's a lot to ask, but there's a lot of teams right now sitting at four and seven, more obviously in the AFC. I think you have one of them in the NFC. So first question is, can Cleveland win out with Deshaun Watson and make the playoffs? And number two, if you heard, if you were to pick a team currently sitting at four and seven, who would you take to go and have an amazing run and with a chance to make the playoffs as a wild card? My bet, believe it or not, is the Cleveland Browns. I love it, Dominic. Um, I love those questions, actually. So my answer to you is no, I don't think the Cleveland Browns can win out. I do think at four and seven, they are a scary-ish team and scarier than the record says. But if you're, if I'm looking at this, uh, not scheduled, Dominic, standings right now, a four and seven team that just got a pretty nice win was those Las Vegas Raiders. So if I'm picking one four and 17, Dominic, from the AFC or even the NFC to potentially squeeze into the playoffs, if you're telling me one team gets in at four and seven, I'm going to go with the Raiders. A very impressive win by them this 
weekend. I do like your pick with the Cleveland Browns. I think that is a, a sexy pick as well with Deshaun Watson coming back. But give me those Raiders and Derek Carr and Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams at four and seven. Uh, I want to hear your take on why you picked the Browns, Dominic. I picked the Browns because to me, they are honestly the most well-rounded team currently in the NFL. I know it's a big, bold statement to say. I think the missing link here wow. was <laughs> that is bold, Dominic. What's that? That is bold. Sorry, that is. I love it. I know. I, I think from top to bottom, the only question mark is Kevin Stefanski. And I, I believe in Deshaun Watson. I believe in the receiving core. I believe in the running game. I really like that offensive line. I love JOK and Miles Garrett. And the secondary is this young secondary that, that, that a lot of teams take for granted. Remember, this is a team that takes out Cincinnati like there's no tomorrow. Why are they able to just destroy Cincinnati, a team that probably might represent the AFC in the Super Bowl again, yet they struggle against other teams? And I think that it's just a lack of consistency and a lack of leadership. And I think Deshaun Watson can bring this to this organization and put this team over the top. I'm picking Cleveland. I'm saying they're going on a run. Call me crazy, but that's my team going through to try to put their hat on the last spot in the wild card in the AFC. I love it, Dominic. I love the take. I love the boldness. I'll never, ever fault anybody for being bold. Sitting at 4-7 and seven right now, it'll be tough for any team at 4-7 to make the playoffs because right now the Jets hold on to that last wildcard spot and they are 7-4. and four. Uh, The AFC has been surprisingly very, very good this year. Um, great points. I like it. And look, who knows what you're going to get with Deshaun Watson. That that's That's the thing, right? And I think that... Maybe the one reason I didn't pick them for me, it's simple. There's not much analysis. It's just, it's because it's the Browns. And I know like that is, um, that doesn't really say much. You can say, well, yeah, that's, that's a really easy thing to say. Just some teams are snake bin Dominic. And, and I think the Browns are one of those teams. Now, mind you, they have been making good runs and, and, uh, and at the playoffs, uh, and they have been competitive, um, so I wouldn't be, I mean, I'd be surprised if any four and seven team makes it. But if you're telling me one team makes it and it's the Browns, I wouldn't be shocked. The reason I said the Raiders, Dominic, is Josh Jacobs has been on an absolute tear. Um, and he is playing every snap like it's his last. And I'm really, really happy for him, especially with, I guess I could say, the the kind of struggles he had last year. And just his story, I'm not sure everyone knows his story. Um, he uh, he had you know really, really tough life in the beginning, uh, kind of bounced around uh, and he was living in his car for a while uh, and uh, and finally got went to Alabama. And anyway, just an incredible story there and I'm super happy for him. They got him. They got arguably the best wide receiver in football, Dominic. You got Carr, who I'm not a huge fan of, Dominic, but no one can ever fault him uh, for, for lack of hustle, for lack of blood, sweat, and tears. He wants to win um, 100% more than the next player uh, on any other team. So, look, the, and the Raiders are a good team, right? We talked about them in preseason. Can they battle for the division? Obviously, they've, they haven't been able to, and, and, uh, and they, they won't win the division. Uh, but I think just this win this past weekend, Dominic, against a good team like the Seattle Seahawks is setting them up in the right direction. Uh, and when a team has momentum, Dominic, and they have belief in themselves, belief in their quarterback, in their coach, uh, I think that could take them a, a long way. No, definitely. There's something special happening. I'll agree with you that this team could go on a run. I don't think nobody saw how emotional these last two games were going to yeah. be for the Raiders, but they really have been emotionally charged. And I don't buy crocodile tears from Kara Carr. <laughs> I think that this guy's milking it for another year. To oh, be the, the, the quarterback for the Raiders. I know it's harsh to say, but that's my real gut feeling is that he's milking it for all it's worth. Let's see if they could do it because you never know, right? I know it's a football team. It's not just Derek Carr's team. Mm -hmm. And I love Jacobs too. I think that we talked about how rare it is for a guy to have his contract decline yep. only to show up huge. How are you going to decline his fifth-year option now, Vegas? Good point. I think that that's the problem. I think it's management. That's the issue in Vegas. And let's just see if all their signings can come to fruition and really mold and galvanize and go on a run. It's a good pick. I'll have to admit, I like the uh, the Raiders to make a run as well.
I appreciate that, Dom. Yeah, um, you know, for sure. Like, like I said, when a team has momentum, uh, anything can happen there. Uh, look, if they're Crocodile Tears, Dominic, he definitely has been fooled. But uh, we've seen it from different players before. I think the, the biggest one of them all was Terrell Owens, and that's my quarterback. I don't think that'll ever be beaten. Um, that was a really good one there with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I, uh, I love that one. But, uh, yeah, wait and see what happens there. I like it. Obviously, some teams, you know, that are uh, at the bottom right now that uh, can uh, sneak up. You never know later on in the season. Still have quite a few weeks left. Let's continue with the recaps, Dominic. There was a bunch of other great games this weekend. Yeah, let's jump all the way to uh, Philadelphia. The Philadelphia Eagles mm -hmm. against the Green Bay Packers. A lot of drama in this first half going back and forth. West Green Bay back to the old Green Bay Packers. Unfortunately, Packers fan, I think that this could have been it for the Packers. Aaron Rodgers comes down with a big injury. Unfortunately, turning point in this game. They're not able to overcome it. Even though Jordan Love played admirably, 6 for 9, 113. And Christian Watson still gets another touchdown in this game. But Packers fans, William, you called it. You said right off the bat before the season started that the Packers weren't going to make the playoffs. I thought that was a very, very bold statement. This was my shocker uh, team to make it to the Super Bowl and win it all. I mean, it's still possible, but they're now they're at four and eight. You're going to need a, a huge run. This team cannot afford to lose one football game. And how are you going to do it with Aaron Rodgers being all banged up? I'm not buying it. I think uh, it's over for the Packers. Let's talk about the Philadelphia Eagles. Wow. One thing that impressed me the most out of this entire week was how the Philadelphia Eagles offensive line can take over a game. This team. Wow. They manhandled the Green Bay Packers. I mean, manhandled the Green Bay Packers. They were moving any one yard, any two yard. You had a wall just destroying that Packers defensive line. Let me say that that's hard to do in the NFL on any yeah. given week. And uh, when you see it's so huge, it's uh, it's you have to take notice. Dylan Hurts probably, to me, had his best football game as a quarterback. This guy... He didn't have a great, great game passing, you know, 16 for 28, 153. But he showed me in those passes, a few of them that, okay, as a mobile quarterback, he's improved his, his throwing capabilities. If he has this offensive line, this Philadelphia Eagles team is going to be hard to beat come to playoff time. I think that there's going to be eventually a defensive team that's going to get in front of the Eagles. And that's when you're going to see whether or not Jalen Hurts and that running game is going to be able to overcome a strong offense. I don't know yet who that strong offense is going to be, but that's going to be the Achilles heel for the Hurts show going down. I think he still needs to be a, a pocket quarterback first and foremost, and then rely on his running game. That's just not for Jalen Hurts, but that's for any quarterback in general. And until I see that happening first for Jalen Hurts, I'll give him more credit. I have to see a mobile quarterback doing it with his legs and win the Super Bowl. I really haven't seen it in a long, long, long time. And I'm not going to say Jalen Hurts is going to be this guy. I think that he's been proving, but I want to see more out of his arm. But so far, the Philadelphia Eagles with that offensive line, regardless who's at QB, they can destroy their opponents. I'm with you on that, Dominic. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. I want to see... Um that out of Jalen Hurts in terms of his passing. But look, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? He's been running like a wild man. Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders combined for 300 rushing yards, exactly 300 rushing yards. Um, Jalen Hurts, I believe, ran for over 100 yards in the first quarter alone. I didn't watch much of this game, but I was hearing stats and my friends were texting me and I was like, what is going on? Just an absolute shootout. And I think that is the nail in the coffin for the Green Bay Packers, Dominic, unfortunately. Look, with Jordan Love, Dominic, playing and now like, oof, like what do they do? Obviously, you know, you, you kind of feel like they have to keep Rodgers. Um, or, you know, maybe they don't have to keep Rodgers. Maybe they feel like they have a decent enough quarterback in Jordan Love and they're able to trade Rodgers, get something out of him. I don't know. But like at this season, it, it almost you almost require require a revamp heading into next season. Um, yeah. So dagger there for the Packers is what I'd say on the game. And very, very impressive old school running the football win there for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, I love it there. And uh, look, while Green Bay, you know, right, the record shows they're not a great team. They're, they're still a decent team and still an impressive win by these Philadelphia Eagles. And 
And uh, look, do people say the Eagles haven't had super impressive wins? They can only really play who's on their schedule, right? And they have beaten the Minnesota Vikings this year. So uh, good stuff out of Philadelphia and sitting at number one in power rankings and in the standings, rightfully so. A game I want to talk about, Dominic. Is Quick the question, Jackson- William. Yes, Quick question. Yes. I have yes. to ask you this burning question. Yes, please. If you're Aaron Rodgers, do you stay in Green Bay next year or do you bolt the city for greener pastures for one last shot at the Super Bowl? I bolt and I head for the hills. I bolt and head for the hills and my hills are in New Orleans. I'm calling it <laughs> right now. The Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers will leave town. He will go for greener pastures. And I, why not New Orleans? You got Michael Thomas. You got Olave. That's going to be probably a phenomenal wide receiver. And you got a good old veteran in Landry. All they need is a quarterback. I'm calling it. Something tells me, just like Brett Favre before him, it's time to pack your bags, Aaron Rodgers, and let's see you in a Saints uniform next year. With a healthy squad, Dominic, I can see that being a very dangerous team. You mentioned those few hard receivers, and you got Alvin Kamara coming out of the backfield, too, who could catch a few passes as well. I like it, Dominic. Yeah, I think that, look, if if I was a betting man, I think he would be leaving Green Bay um, on a trade, and Jordan Love is going to be starting there. And you know, why not New Orleans? I kind of like that take, honestly. I didn't, not a team I really thought about that much. Um, kind of thought about, you know, a team like San Francisco, for example. But they've been winning games with Jimmy G, so uh, you never know there. But Saints, that would be a good pickup, Dominic. And uh, that would definitely send shockwaves around the NFL. Uh, yes, a game I want to talk about, Dominic. Baltimore Ravens, Jacksonville Jaguars. The Baltimore Ravens uh, in this one find another way to blow a lead. Uh, Jackson, what, this is an incredible finish to this game. It was 27-20 late in this game for the Baltimore Ravens. Um, and Trevor Lawrence, Dominic, showed on one drive, the final drive of the game, why he was the former number one overall pick. Like, he didn't necessarily have a great game. No one's, uh, no one's saying that. But he was clutch and clutch when he needed to be uh, in this game for them. Converting on fourth down um, uh, on the last drive, on third down passes as well. Beautiful touch on the ball. Then deciding to go for two and get an incredible dart on an out route by Trevor Lawrence. Uh, congratulate Jacksonville on that one big win for me the storyline is more about the Baltimore Ravens and I'm going to say it now the Baltimore Ravens are in trouble they have four losses on the season uh, the four losses composed of these games. They are beating the Dolphins 35 to 14 in the fourth quarter. They lost. They are beating the Bills 20 to 3 and at the end of this, almost at the end of the first half, lost. They are beating the New York Giants 20 to 10 with six minutes to go in the game, lost. And they're beating the Jacksonville Jaguars 19 to 10 with 5.59 to go and lost. These are four inexcusable losses. Look, you can make the case that Miami and Buffalo are two fairly good teams, but when you're winning by 21 against the Dolphins and by 17 against Buffalo, with both of those games being at home, you have to find a way to win games. And they're, for me, their two more devastating losses are against the Giants and the Jags, uh, just because I don't consider them great teams. I know the Giants have been surprising some people. But if you're Baltimore and you want to be taken seriously and you're Lamar Jackson, you want to be taken seriously – and um, he, you know, made it made it known that he wanted to be, get paid more money. He wanted that big contract. Right now, Dominic, I, I do think the Baltimore Ravens will make the playoffs. I think they're a good enough team to do so. But I really think they're one and done. Uh, I think that this offense is predictable. I think we've seen the same type of losses of this team week in and week out. And I know you're high on this Baltimore Ravens squad. And we definitely usually agree, Dominic, uh, And uh, which sometimes makes for a great show. But I think... If, I, if I'm the Baltimore Ravens right now, Dominic, I'm worried. And I really do feel this team is in trouble. I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender. I don't think they're a top five team. And I don't think Lamar Jackson has what it takes to bring his team to the playoffs and, and lead them to the promised land. I just really don't. Um, and I know that that may be harsh uh, coming off a, a loss to Jacksonville Jaguars in what was a close game. But you want to be taken seriously. you got to A, Beat the Jacksonville Jaguars, number one. And B, beat them, especially if you have a double-digit lead late in the fourth quarter. My overall take of uh, Week 12, Dominic, if I had to say one sentence, the Ravens are in trouble. Well, it's it's definitely true that they've lost a lot of close games. Now, whether or not that is going to be their Achilles heel in the playoffs, if they even make the playoffs, will remain to be seen. I just honestly think that this defense is, is not even ready yet. And uh, you might be like, hey, look, exactly. They're not even ready yet. So how are they going to make the playoffs? 
they've been th- they've been going through like most teams a lot of adversity and injuries. But one guy that's going to be coming around the corner will be David Ajabo. He hasn't entered this football team yet, and I think that that will galvanize that defensive front. But you're saying like, hey, listen, you know they're 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 letting this is more of a coaching problem and. Honestly, Harbaugh is a conservative coach in the AFC North. You know, you try to win tight football games. He depends heavily on his Hall of Fame kicker. And as a matter of fact, his Hall of Fame kicker almost won the game at the very end. And uh, which was kind of shocking because we all, the amount of games that this guy's won for them, uh, it's too many that I can count. So what I'm going to say is that Baltimore is currently suffering at the right receiver position. They got some big injuries there and they got to find a way to get Devin DuVernay or Demarcus Robinson to become a star. Is that going to happen? Absolutely not. These guys are maybe third string receivers at best. Deshaun Jackson, he's just too old. He's a play action receiver. He needs to drink from the fountain of use. Is that going to happen? Probably not either. So who is it going to be? Who is going to be the guy? Well, there's just one guy and his name is Lamar Jackson. This entire offense is designed for Lamar Jackson. It's on his shoulders. It's always has been on his shoulders. They played this game without Ronnie Stanley as well. The big offensive lineman. He will be obviously back. They're taking him in and out of games, probably for precautionary reasons. They want to see this guy be ready in the playoff time. I honestly am not worried whatsoever for the Baltimore Ravens. This team is my Super Bowl victor. I, it's my obviously new Super Bowl victor, considering that the Green Bay Packers is going to be uh, the team that obviously is not going to make it most likely. So I'm going on the Baltimore Ravens bandwagon, even though I've called this team in the AFC to go deep. Now I'm saying that they're going to win it all. Baltimore is going to win the Super Bowl this year. It's going to be a close one against the Bills. It's going to be a close one against Kansas City. But I do believe that, mark my words, William, they might be in trouble today, but they won't be in trouble come playoff time. Well, I like it, Dominic. Definitely two uh, different opinions. And look, I, I maybe it's premature what I'm saying. They, they are one four of their last five games, uh, and yeah, they won four uh, before this loss to the Jacksonville Jaguars. But uh, no, I like you're sticking to your guns. I'm sticking to my guns, Dominic. I, I'm not liking what I see out of Baltimore. Uh, but uh, you know that's just kind of way the NFL has been this year. Unpredictable. Uh, different people sharing different opinions. That what makes it exciting. Uh, they have, uh, like I said, a favorable schedule. So I really do think they'll end up making the playoffs and you know honestly wouldn't even be surprised to see them win the division they're winning the division right now big win by Cincy this past weekend uh but uh, yeah Baltimore uh for me saw so uh, a, a lot to prove Dominic and you see that defense is uh, is only going to get healthy and better so uh, wait and see what happens there they play the Broncos this week a game they should win uh let's continue with the recaps Dominic we have time for a few more yeah let's go talk about the Las Vegas Raiders winning a yeah. crazy one in Seattle, we talked about it a little bit about this game, but Josh Jacobs, for crying out loud, 33 carries, 229 yards. Man, this guy signed him to a new contract next year. Raiders Nation, if you let this guy go, it will be a travesty because this guy has shown up when he needed to play his best. Actually, he's been playing his best all year. It wasn't only in this game. So kudos to Josh Jacobs. But And for Seattle, you know, this is a good loss. Geno Smith is playing phenomenal football. I think Seattle's a sneaker. They could possibly take the last wild card spot in the NFC. I like Pete Carroll. You know, not everybody can win on Sunday. This was a great football game all around. And, you know, like I said, this victory, you saw, you saw Carr going on his knees. Thank you for another victory. You <laughs> saw Mac Crosby have a phenomenal play at the very end to really help with the Raiders win this football game. So kudos to those two players. Kudos to this organization. You're still alive. You're four and seven. Could you be that four and seven team? William, it's your, it's your pick. And I'm going to say it's going to be close. It's going to be close Raiders fans. You'll have to watch to see how they finish. And I think it's going to be a pretty good finish for the Raiders. Hey, I like it, Dominic. Good stuff there. Yeah, Josh Jacobs has been everything people could have asked for. I am lucky, Dominic. I drafted him in both my fantasy leagues, and uh, he put up 45 points for me this past weekend. I've been struggling in the last years in fantasy. This year, it looks so good. It will look so far so good, uh, keeping my fingers crossed. But uh, yeah, gutsy, gutsy win there. And just like that, the Seattle Seahawks, not only are they not leading the division, Dominic, they're on the outside of the playoffs looking in. Still 6-5, and five, uh, so a lot to play for there. And 
And, um, and yeah, I would not be surprised to see them uh, squeeze into the playoffs. So Seattle's still a lot to play for. And the Raiders, too, you never know. Quickly now, we have a few minutes before our final break. A game I wanted to talk about. Talk about a gutsy win, Dominic. The Los Angeles Chargers go into Arizona and, for me, steal a game 25-24. And they went for two at the end of the game. And I think that in college football and in the NFL, sometimes teams go for two at the end of games because it's cool, uh, you know, to be cute and to be like, yeah, like, look at us. We're going to we're gonna put everything we have on the table and go for two. But in this situation, I thought it was the perfect decision to go for two for Los Angeles because, in my opinion, this was the Cardinals games to, game to lose. And if this game went to overtime, I would see the Arizona Cardinals winning it. I think the Chargers escaped with the win here. Um, and the decision to go for two was absolutely perfect. And look, I'm not going to say the Chargers did not deserve to win because I, I don't really like seeing that on a team who wins a uh, game. Because Justin Herbert clutched up when he needed to. 35 of 47, 274 yards in this one. Uh, Austin Eckler having 11 catches out of the backfield. And let me tell you something, Dominic, is uh, Carter, a uh, receiver for these guys, and Joshua Palmer have been very good wide receivers with Mike Williams and Keaton Allen not being healthy uh, this season. And they had a pretty decent game um, as well in this one. It wasn't too, too much running for the Chargers as they were down most of the game. There was a lot of passing there. But man, I don't know if you saw that two-point conversion, Dominic, but holy cow was Everett open. There was no one within, like seemed to be five yards of him. So great play call there. I love the win by the Chargers. And I want to say they saved their season by getting this victory, Dominic, at six and five now. If they were at five and six and two games out of a wildcard spot, right now they're six and five. They were my pick to make it to the a to make it to the Super Bowl, actually, from the AFC. So I think this is my gutsy performance of the week. Uh, hats off to the LA Chargers. Poor Arizona Cardinals. This yeah. was a dagger in the heart of Cal Murray. I think a team that is only one in six at home does not deserve to make the playoffs. And I think Arizona, unfortunately, are not going to make it this year. Going to come up a little short. I think that the DeAndre Hopkins injury or suspension, I think the DeAndre Hopkins suspension is what basically Killed this team early. They were never able to put it together. Congratulations for the Los Angeles Chargers. I mean, are you going to be able to make it this year? You were one game away next last year. So let's see if you can put it together and, and finish strong. I think the Chargers offensive line is going to be the biggest issue down the stretch. If they could keep uh, Justin Herbert upright and straight, they'll make the playoffs. But if I see that offensive line struggle, that will be the uh, the reason why the Chargers don't make it. All right, good takes there, Dominic. As our show airs right now, we got a great football game. Uh, guess just under eight hours away from being kicked off. The Buffalo Bills and the New England Patriots, an AFC East divisional matchup. This one should be good. Game is in Foxborough, Dominic, but the Bills are favored by five. Who you got? I got the Bills, baby. I think the Bills take care of business in Foxborough. This are the type of games that Buffalo... You know, they really don't like, the fans don't like, they hate the Patriots, but Buffalo takes the victory. Buffalo will take it 26-20 to 20 over the New England Patriots. All right, I like it, Dom. Good stuff. I'm going with the Bills as well, but I think it'll be in a little bit more of a convincing fashion. You said 26-20. My score is 33-20. to uh, I think Josh Allen has a big game here, a uh, similar game to what uh, he had against Detroit Lions in terms of his running ability, but I think he connects on more passes here. Uh, I just think that, uh, you know, Buffalo is one of the best teams in the league. This should be impressive, Dominic. If the New England Patriots want to be taken seriously and, you know, they had a tough loss against Minnesota on Thanksgiving, if they could pull this one uh, through against Buffalo uh, and uh, a game that's prime time with, uh, you know, everybody watching, that would be huge for the Patriots. So Patriots fans uh, must be pumped about this one. However, I'm going with the Bills uh, in that one. Sunday games, we got the Tennessee Titans at the Philadelphia Eagles. We got Philly favored by five and a half. Ooh, this is going to be a good game. I'm going to go with Philadelphia squeaking with the victory, Dominic. I'm going to go 23-20. Uh, Philly, I'm... Oh, man. I'm kind of feeling I'm going with the upset, but my better judgment is telling me to pick the Eagles, so I will. I'm going to go Eagles 23-20 on a field goal as time expires. I'm going to disagree. I'm going to go with wow. Tennessee. I, I like think, it. Yeah, I think what I saw, Tennessee struggle... Uh, a little bit against Cincinnati, but not as much as Philadelphia struggled a lot against the run against Green Bay. Green Bay was able to run it well. I can only imagine Henry is going to have a career game here. Give me Henry for over 
200 yards rushing. Tennessee takes it 25 to 10. Wow, good stuff, Dom. I like it. Next up, Jacksonville Jaguars at the Detroit Lions. Jacksonville coming off an incredible, impressive late game rallying win against the Baltimore Ravens. Do they make it two in a row? I'm going to say yes. I say they go into Detroit. They get the W. Give me a final score. 20 to 17 in this one for Jacksonville. My gut is telling me Jacksonville. My mind is telling me the Lions. I like trusting my gut. I'm going to go Jags 20 to 17 in this one. And this would be cool if the Jags win this one. They sit in five and seven. Crazier things have happened. Um, and uh, yeah, I'll, I, it's a one point spread. And I think that's a really tough one because it could go either way. But I'm going to go with the Jags. Now, this is a tough, tough game to call. Jacksonville has been one of the hardest teams to read this year. I think they've had great moments. I think they had horrible moments. I'm going to say this is another one of those horrible moments. Detroit, you know, they lost last week, but they weren't quite the run. I think they played a strong game. I think that they're the most motivated team out of both. Give me Detroit in a close one, 25 to 24. Good stuff. Close one. All right, next up, we got your Pittsburgh Steelers with an impressive win. We didn't even talk about Dominic on Monday Night Football. Kenny Pickett looking pretty good on that last drive, playing at the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons favored by one and a half. I'm going to go with Atlanta in this one. Sorry, Dominic. No offense there. The Falcons, a tough loss this week. I think they're able to rebound in this game. Uh, I'm going to go with the Falcons. Final score of 25 to 16, and Cordell Patterson gets two rushing touchdowns for the Falcons. Yeah, Atlanta, what a beautiful team it was until they realized that they can become very predictable when you have just the worst quarterback play with Marcus Mariota. I don't know how Atlanta wins this game, even in Atlanta. I don't even know how Atlanta wins any football game moving forward. <laughs> it's that hard uh, to look at, the quarterback yeah. position. It's time for Atlanta to switch quarterbacks. Give me Pittsburgh in this game. They take it 27-10. to 10. Maybe we see Ritter in this game, Dominic, or maybe yeah, we game? should. Maybe fourth quarter Ritter comes in. All right, I like it. Next up, New York Jets at the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings favored by three, Dominic. This should be a good one. Yeah, this is going to be a hard football game. It will come down to the wire. This is an overtime special. Is it going to be high scoring? Probably not, but I'm still going to say the competitive game. Give me Minnesota to win in overtime, twenty-seven to twenty-four. And Dominic, shame on us. We didn't even mention the incredible performance uh, by the New York Jets and their 31-10 to victory over the Chicago Bears with uh, Mike White, Dominic, having an incredible game. Very good. Sat 22 of 20, 315 yards with three TDs, no interceptions. Uh, and I think that we thought, well, the Bears were with, with on the third-string quarterback because Trevor Simeon got injured. But still, an incredible performance by, uh, by White there, Dominic. And ooh, Zach Wilson's job, Dominic, may be in trouble. Very impressive win there by White. But I do think it'll be the Minnesota Vikings coming out on top in this one. I give the edge to them simply because they're at home. But I do think this could be a great game. And I can see this being the game, game of the week. I'm going to go 28-24 uh, Minnesota with both these quarterbacks actually having a, a great game. And, um, yeah, Minnesota coming out on top. Next up, Denver Broncos at the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens favored by eight. Oh boy! Uh, wow, that's a big point spread. It, you know, you know my feelings on Baltimore. I'm not a huge fan on them, but Denver is just that bad that I'm going to go Baltimore covering the spread. Give me the Ravens. I'm going to go 23-13 over Denver. Yeah, this is going to be probably Baltimore's best game of the season. Denver just has nothing, and I think that at the end of the day, Baltimore still hasn't got it right on offense. They get it right here. Give me a blowout, 40 to 17. Wow. All right. Next up, we got the Washington Commanders at the New York Giants. Uh, Washington favored by two and a half. Dominic, this Washington team has won six of its last seven games. I don't think people realize that. And I didn't even realize that actually uh, until I was uh, just scrolling on uh, Facebook the other day. This team looks good and they had a gutsy win over the Atlanta Falcons this past weekend. And I think it continues. I think they went seven of their last eight and beat the New York Giants in this one. Giants did not look so good against uh, the Dallas Cowboys. And I think Washington continues right now they're in the playoffs and the entire nfc east would be in if the playoffs started today so give me the commanders to win this one taylor heineke has a good game i'm gonna go 25 to 21 in the in this one for the commanders something tells me that the giants d takes it late it's gonna be a hard-fought game giants take it i'm gonna say 24 to 20 
late in the football game on an interception to the house. Ooh, I like it. I like it. Good stuff being bold. Their defense wins championships. You never know. Next up, Green Bay Packers at the Chicago Bears. A lot of divisional matchup this week's uh, the matchups this week. The Packers are favored by three. Ooh, who's gonna play for Green Bay? Who's gonna play for Chicago? Green Bay has dominated this matchup from time, time again. I'm going to go with Green Bay in this one. Um, yeah, I just can't see the Bears winning this game, no matter who plays, no matter what it is. Give me the Packers. Uh, I'm going to go with the final score. Uh, I'm going to go Green Bay 26 and Chicago 18. Yeah, well, the problem with Chicago is they have no quarterback. But let me tell you something. They don't really need a quarterback when they're going to attack Green Bay's weakness, which is obviously the running game. I think Chicago lines up well, and I think they will want to win against Aaron Rodgers if he's the guy for all the gloating that he's done. This is going to be a long offseason for Aaron Rodgers. Chicago takes this. Aaron Rodgers plays, probably doesn't finish the game, wow. and Chicago will win in Soldier Field 32-28. to Oh, an upset, upset. Good stuff. Next up, we got Deshaun Watson making his return in the NFL after not playing for a very, very long time, playing at his former team, the Houston Texans. You couldn't have made this stuff up. The Cleveland Browns are favored by seven. I'm so curious to see what's going to happen in this game, how the fans are going to react. You must assume they're going to be booing, going to be a ton of mixed emotions. Oh, man, this is going to be must-see TV. A lot of great games this week. And on paper, this shouldn't be a great game, but just with everything at stake and Deshaun Watson, uh, it's going to be a very anticipated game. I think Watson gets it done, and I think he plays well against his former team uh, in this game back. I think it's going to be a lot of the run game, uh, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, but I think when Watson uh, is called upon to throw the football, he will do so and do so well. Give me the Browns 27-10 to 10 in Houston. Yeah, I think that Cleveland's going to take this very easily. I think Deshaun Watson comes in, cleans up his favorite target, I believe will be Donovan Peoples-Jones. He's going to make this guy a star. Cleveland takes it 28-14. to 14. All right, next up, four o'clock games. We've got the Miami Dolphins at the San Francisco 49ers. San Fran favored by three and a half in this one. Call me biased. My Dolphins are in a roll. Tua looks good. I really think the Dolphins are going to win this game, and I don't think it's my bias coming through, and I'm trying to be honest about that. Give me the Dolphins 24 to 20. Um, I just like what this Dolphins team is doing right now, and I think they're able to put up enough points. And uh, look, would not be shocked to see San Fran win this game. Uh, I think if we're looking at both quarterbacks, you know, who do I trust more right now? Call me nuts, but I'm going to say Tua. Um, and it's Mike McDaniel against his former team. Uh, and I think it's going to be extra motivation for him. And I think the Dolphins uh, get the job done and uh, win at San Fran. Yeah, this will come down to coaching. I really think that if Miami's smart, you just go and do an air raid. San Francisco will not be able to keep up with you. I think that that's how you attack San Francisco right now. Their DBs are hurt. And when uh, you're facing a guy like Tyreek Hill, good luck. I'm with you on this one, William. Miami takes it in a blowout, wow. 45 to 17. Hey, fingers crossed. I hope you're right. Next up, Seattle Seahawks at the Los Angeles Rams. Seahawks favored by eight, Dominic. This is usually a low-scoring football game. I don't care who the quarterback is in L.A. These are always tough games. So that being said, I still have to go with Seattle, the favorite team here, but they don't cover the spread. Give me Seattle in a tight one, 24-20. to 20. I'm going to jump on that exact same down, which I was going to go for. I think Seattle wins. I don't think they cover. Uh, looks like the Rams may be considering shutting down Matthew Stafford. And I heard today, potentially even Cooper Cup and Aaron Donald. Crazy Super Bowl hangover for the Rams. I don't think anybody saw this coming. Uh, you know, sad to see there. But uh, look, it makes for uh, for entertaining football when other teams are able to to shine up and and uh, have good seasons that aren't really used to. And look, the Seattle Seahawks team is one of those teams people thought weren't going to be that good. And I'm with you. I think they come away victorious. Don't cover the spread, but find a way to inch this one out. I'm going to go low score. I'm going to go 17-16 in this one for the Seahawks. Next up, great game. Another potential to be game of the week. Kansas City Chiefs, Cincinnati Bengals, rematch of last year's AFC Championship game. Wow, this game is in the jungle. Who do I got? Who do I got? Oh, I'm going to go with KC, 30-27. to 27. 
High scoring game. Again, I think it'll be tied late in the game. And I think Mahomes will do what Mahomes does. Get them in field goal range. And Harrison Butner will kick a field goal uh, with a few seconds left to give the Kansas City Chiefs the victory over the Bengals. Yeah, I actually like Cincinnati in this game. I actually like Jamar Chase coming back and uh, showing what he does best, which is that beautiful combo with Joe Burrow is one to watch. It comes back. In Cincinnati, Cincinnati takes it 35-30. to 30. I like it, man. A lot of great games this weekend. We got the Chargers playing at the Las Vegas Raiders. Chargers favored by one and a half in this one. I'm going to go with the Chargers. I love how they won last week. I also love how the Raiders won last week. Both teams coming off very emotional wins. Give me Justin Herbert. I trust him more than I do Derek Carr. I think this will be another great game, and I got another highest scoring back and forth game. I'm going to go 33-30 Chargers over the Raiders. Yeah, I I agree that something special was happening in Las Vegas, but this is the game which will decide what direction Vegas is going. Mm. And at home, at home, I'm going with Vegas. I'm going with Crocodile Tears, Derek Carr (laughs) causing the upset making the Chargers doubt themselves. And I think that this is going to be basically Max Crosby. He's the guy that I saw with that huge play yep. to seal the victory almost for those uh, Raiders. Let's see what happens. I think he beats that offensive line, and I think he's the difference maker. Give me Vegas 35-34. to 34. I like it. Crocodile tears. Derek Carr coming up clutch. Next up, Sunday Night Football, Indianapolis Colts at the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas favored by nine and a half in this one. I think Dallas defense is going to be too much to be reckoned with uh, when it comes to uh, facing off against that Colts offense. Give me Micah Parsons getting three sacks in this one. I don't think this one's going to be particularly close. I'm going to go 30 to nine in this one for the Dallas Cowboys. That's just a bizarre spread. Nine yeah. and a half. Why the disrespect for that poor Colts team? I think Jeff Saturday, what a debacle yeah. coaching wise. We talked about it last week, how it's so important to have the right coach. Obviously, Indianapolis doesn't seem to have it. I think all the aspects that came out of the first game that Jeff Saturday coached are all gone. And Mike McCarthy will destroy the Indianapolis Colts. Give me a blowout. Dallas takes it. 42 to 17. All right. Last but not least, we got the New Orleans Saints at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Buccaneers favored by three and a half in this one. Both teams not looking great. I just can't find a way Tampa Bay loses this game. I know they haven't looked good, but on the at home against the Saints, Monday Night Football, give me the Bucs. I'm going to go Tampa Bay 24-17 over the Saints. Now, this is an overtime game. I think that if Marshall Lattimore plays in this game, New Orleans is going to take it. So keep an eye, folks. If Lattimore plays, New Orleans takes it. I think it's going to be – I think he's out there. I think he's out there because he hates Mike Evans. And I think that that matchup is going to be what everyone's going to be watching. And uh, New Orleans takes it. Takes it in overtime, 24-21 for the Saints. Hey, great stuff, Dominic. You were on fire with that boldness today. I love it. Folks, that's it for this week's show. Hope you enjoyed. Thank you to all of our listeners. You guys are what makes the show. Uh, We'll be back same place, same time next week. Enjoy football playoffs just around the corner. You were listening to CJLO, 69 AM.